Lamar. Winning lottery numbers coming up. I'm gonna switch it up for y'all a little bit. Get crunk. You know why? Huh? It's hurricane season. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. Kane's cartel coming through. Tell me what these other teams gonna do. Welcome back to the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm Manny Navarro. Today uh, we have Matt Brown on from The Athletic who just did a wonderful article, uh, especially this time of year when we're all bored looking for sports, uh, bringing up the great debate of the 25 most dominant college football teams of the past 50 years. And if you're a Miami fan, I'm sure you saw this because we're always looking to sort of defend the 2001 National Championship team. And the fact that they didn't make number one on the list, I'm sure there's some Hurricanes fans that are upset because they think that team is the greatest team of all time in college football. But as Matt wrote in his story... This is about the most dominant football team of all time. And to be honest with you, Matt, I got to I got to agree with you. I think that Nebraska 95 team was more dominant. Um, We're not going to debate whether that's true or false here because there's no point. But that 01 Miami team, in your own opinion, why did you end up ranking them two? And ultimately, what why are they special in your mind? I think, you know, anytime any of us think about who the most talented team of the last 50 years or one of the most talented teams ever, really, uh, anytime that conversation comes up, we think about 2001 Miami and for good reason. And, you know, this article was not just about the talent on the team that, you know, I, I weighed um, what kind of talent all of these teams had, but it's about capitalizing on that talent too. And, you know, a few teams have capitalized on the talent quite like, 2001 Miami. I mean, they had 15 first-round picks in the next three NFL drafts. Uh, 13 players went on to make at least one Pro Bowl. And to put that into context, um, the the national champion in the last 50 years with the next most Pro Bowlers produced was 1978 USC with eight. So they had five more Pro Bowlers than any other national champion in the last 50 years. And only one other of those champions had even more than five. So it's just this rare collection of talent when you look at, I mean, the backfield alone had Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, and Frank Gore, and Najee Davenport, and, you know, Ken Dorsey wasn't an NFL player, but he uh, was a two-time top five Heisman finisher at quarterback. So, you know, and, you know, the defense, 10 first-rounders, five touchdown passes allowed, 28 interceptions, it's just kind of staggering. So, you you look at the talent and then what they did, um, you know, I kind of... I had this list of candidates. There ended up being 79 teams on this list of candidates for the article. All the national champions of the last 50 years, any undefeated team that finished in the top five, and any number two team that didn't win the championship but lost close to number one. So those are the teams I kind of looked at to have a shot at making the list. And I ranked them all based on a bunch of categories. Scoring offense, scoring defense, point differential, yards per play on offense and defense, yards per play margin. Uh, ranked win teams against teams that finished ranked um, wins by at least two scores uh, variety of factors and of all of these 79 teams the only one that ranked in the top 25 in every category was 2001 Miami so you know I think some people might have knocked the schedule at the time they actually half of their wins came against teams that finished in the top 25 they didn't necessarily beat some of the most you know, some of the dominant teams that others on this list beat, but they beat a bunch of really good teams and mostly in dominant fashion outside of maybe what happened against Virginia Tech and what happened against Boston College. But 
all things considered, this was a extremely talented team, uh, maybe more talented than any other team, and they kind of checked every box. They really didn't have a weakness. Yeah, and really, when you look at the Nebraska team from 95, um, they, they were clearly the most dominant team. I mean, in terms of margin of victory yeah. and, and everything else that you took into account in this, um, you know, the, the thing that struck me reading this list was the number of Miami teams that made it, the number of Nebraska teams that made it. Um, really, there's not a lot of variety in terms of schools. And the other thing was Alabama, wh- where was their first team? Number 11, something like that? Yeah, 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, it it's kind of funny to me now. You know, Nebraska-Miami haven't been relevant for close to two decades now in terms of the national championship picture. Um when you when you put this list together, did anything surprise you? Like when when you ended up you know going back and sort of reviewing it, and it, was it the fact that Miami and Nebraska are sort of been not in the conversation, and they've had these great teams in the past? That wasn't surprising to me, just because I you know going in I knew kind of at least knew who the top half of the teams would be, and I knew ninety five Nebraska would be in, I knew two thousand one Miami would be in, you know I knew nineteen seventy one Nebraska would be in, they were number three. Uh, but if you look at if we're talking about like premier programs. Okay. Both of those teams have, you know, obviously had their struggles over the last couple decades now. And you look at, if you asked who has been the most consistently great team or program over the last 50 years, I think you might say Ohio state. And mm-hmm. there isn't an Ohio state team on this list. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's teams that were good candidates and you could make an argument for them. Even this past year's team was extremely dominant until the end. Uh, but you know, I had to factor in a couple things just to cut down the list. You know, I said 79 teams. My initial list had like 150. And it's like, all right, wow. there's got to be just some simple cuts. Like, you got to meet certain criteria to get in. And then I narrowed it down. You know, so I didn't, you know, this past year's Ohio State team finished third, lost the semifinals. So it's like, well, they were really dominant, but I don't think they can make the 25. Um, and then, you know, they've had two national championships in this time, but the 2014 team. For as dominant as they were at the end, they uh, lost by double digits to an unranked Virginia Tech team in September. That counts. So, you know, any losses to unranked teams or losses by double digits, I I eliminated those teams, um, which I believe counts for uh, 1989 Miami. Um, And then, which this one leads into a Miami conversation, 2002 Ohio Mm -hmm. State uh, actually wasn't particularly close to making the list. And, you know, I don't like to... I don't want to necessarily criticize these teams because if I'm, you know, saying Ohio State didn't come close to making the list in 2002, it was still a great team that deserved the national championship, assuming you accept the uh, officials' decisions on the field. <laughs> um, but they won a bunch of close games, and all the metrics I looked at, they were kind of toward the bottom part of uh, the list. So they were really talented, really good, won undefeated, deserved the national championship. But uh, based on the metrics I considered and the amount of close games they played, you know, it was hard to put 2002 Ohio State in versus if Miami would have won the game, they would have been in. Right. Well, you have uh, Miami, 1987 Miami, uh, 15th on your list, and you have one more Miami team. Um, it comes in, uh, I think, with 23rd. Uh, yeah, let's see where I have them here on the list. I'm scrolling through. 91 Miami Correct. came in 23rd. Um I guess which one was the closest of the other Miami championship teams or the great Miami teams that w- that were sort of on the bubble to make the uh, the top twenty five? Honestly, the closest ones are probably ones that didn't win it or one that didn't win it. Like because I once I got to those seventy nine teams, uh, I just you know as I said I kind of made 
some hard and fast rules for how to cut teams. If we're talking about dominance for an entire season, then, well, I couldn't really include a team that lost a game by double digits. I mean, there's only like five or six teams that made the list with a loss. Uh, so, you know, 1989, Miami, great team, served national championship, but they also lost by 14 to Florida State. Um, so, you know, it was not hard to cut a team like that, even if they were really good and they were dominant for much of the year. And then if you go back to the first Miami team that won the championship in 83, great team, uh, but they also started their season by losing 28-3 to to Florida. Obviously, teams change over the course of the year. You can argue that maybe, you know, and I did factor in what happened in championship games and such, you know, a little bit more. I gave kind of bonus points, but still, I had to count the entire season. So they're kind of like, you know, 2004 Ohio State, in which they were a different team by the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. So I think the team that was actually probably closest to making it or would have been closest to making it were 2002 and 86 that were really great teams full of talent. They just kind of choked it away in the championship games. Yeah. Well, I, and I think most Miami fans would tell you uh, the 88 Miami team that, that lost the road at Notre yeah. Dame was such a special team, especially for me. I remember sitting – I was 10 years old watching that team, uh, sitting and, and watching them play that game in South Bend. And, and losing on the uh, on the fake fumble <laughs> yes. uh, that happened there uh, with Cleveland Gary. But that team was was phenomenal. And really, when you go back and, and you look at, um, you know, all of these Miami teams, it's such a fun sort of debate. Did you at all consider, you know, considering we don't have sports going on at all, maybe doing like a 64-team <laughs> tournament to determine this? Like just si- simulate some of these games and figure it out? Or, 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 I didn't. Maybe that's a future idea. <laughs> I, I didn't, know. but it is a good future idea. <laughs> And that's where teams like 80, you know, I'm glad you mentioned 88 Miami because, you know, I had a list of like nine teams who I considered like the closest calls who didn't have necessarily like definitive criteria um, eliminating them. And, you know, 86 Miami, I didn't really consider because I didn't, 86 Penn State's metrics weren't really good enough to make the list. And I wasn't going to put 86 Miami over Penn State. They lost that game. They lost the national championship. Um, But in the case of 88 Miami, that Notre Dame team did make the list because they uh, mm-hmm. had a couple of huge wins against Miami and uh, Michigan that were close. And then they ended up kind of blowing out everybody else. They blew out USC, blew out West Virginia for the national title. So with Notre Dame on the list at uh, number 18, 17, 16, 16, mm-hmm. I think there was a strong case for 88 Miami just because that game was so close and really was a coin flip. Uh, but mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, they had a couple – couple other close games and it was just the margin I should say is so slim you know 88 Miami is you know one play away from being on this list uh 91 Miami is a missed Florida State field goal away from missing the list and Mm -hmm. you know when we're talking about dominance there's really not big of much of a difference there and it, it can be hard to cut a team just because of one play when we're talking about full season dominance but ultimately national championships had to be heavily considered, um, you know, performances in championship games, whether you won or not in, in these big games had to be considered. So it made Miami was in the conversation as much as anybody and just both teams that made it and teams that just missed it. Yeah. I, I know you do a ton of research and, and we were talking about that off air before we started this podcast. Um, I'm curious cause I, I did a long project sort of breaking down in a story recently on the university of Miami's history with the NFL draft and how, you know, while they've struggled over the last two decades to to field a, com- a really competitive team, um, they still continue yeah. to produce NFL players. 
Do you ever think about sitting down and just doing sort of a breakdown of the greatest programs of all time? You mentioned at the top of this that Ohio State's probably the greatest uh, in the last 50 years, and I agree with that based off of what they've done on the field. They just never have a bad team. It's <laughs> basically why. Yeah, they never, they never do. Um, but where would you rank what Miami's accomplished, I guess, since Howard Schnellenberger arrived and things really turned around there? Um, in in terms of you know the other great programs with all the knowledge and research that you've done, it's a great question because you know you kind of read my mind. I don't know if I will do this, but like doing this article made me think. Oh yeah, it would be kind of cool to rank the top you know however many program top twenty five programs in the last fifty years, and you know a school like Miami, it's like okay, you know they were kind of a train wreck in the seventies, and mm-hmm. you know they've been they've certainly underperformed for the past. 15 years, I guess we can say. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, where do you put them? But they won national titles. In, how many national titles now? Five? Five. Yeah. So five national titles, two more that they easily could have won with really talented teams in, in 86 and 2002. Um, and a couple more they, you know, probably had the talent to compete for. So, you know, I think Ohio State's consistency is remarkable and puts them right up there. But in that time, Ohio State's won uh, three national titles over the in 1971 was pretty disputed. So really only two like legit national titles in that time. So national titles have to weigh heavily. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. based on what Alabama, you know, Alabama had a little bit of a downtime, but certainly less downtime than Miami had and has had. Alabama might be number one just because of the number of national championships and different eras, different coaches. Um, I, I think they probably would be number one, you know, Ohio state and Oklahoma, uh, you know, Oklahoma, again, they're a team that had a down period in the nineties, but overall, few down periods and a lot, a lot of success national championships in the 70s national championship in uh, 2000 you know florida state had the run of what 13 years in a row maybe 14 where they finished in the top five every year which is just insane yeah. so it, it it would be a fun exercise and now you got me thinking a lot about it um yeah but i think you know based on the national championships and the run of just ridiculous dominance and talent miami would have to be in like the top six Top seven, you think? Yeah. I mean, maybe even higher than that. But I think, you know, I think that's probably the, the lowest they could be. Yeah, and really, it, it was just about a, a twenty year window is what they is what they accomplished all of that in. I mean, uh, because you know the last two decades and then the seventies was a mess. So it's pretty remarkable that what, how special a period that was. How many times they were in the national championship game or in the national championship hunt over that twenty year span? It's it's pretty remarkable the number of Hall of Famers that they've produced. Um, it, it, you know, I, it's a fun debate, and, and really, history is all Miami fans have right now. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's been such a uh, such a struggle. But I'm 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 sort of uh, sitting here and, and researching and doing all the stuff that I did on my own. Um, it's kind of remarkable that Miami and Nebraska fell off at the same time. Yeah. You know, right around the same time. And my question to you now is, which one do you think comes back first? <laughs> Great question. I've, I've like written about this like a few years ago with. Uh, Nebraska and Tennessee, which are like on the same path too. Like they both haven't mm-hmm. won a conference championship since the nineties now, since they won national championships early. So I think Miami with Nebraska against my Nebraska, I mean, Miami is better positioned to succeed just because of the access to talent. I mean, mm-hmm. Nebraska, they don't use it as an excuse, but everybody else looks at it and said, you know, it's kind of remarkable that Nebraska was as dominant as it was for so long. When you look at the access to talent, I mean, it's just kind of, you have to recruit nationally if you're at Nebraska. You have to succeed in the state of Texas, in the state of California. Um, there's just no blue chip talent in the immediate area in the state of Nebraska or really even in the bordering states. So for Miami, I mean, look at how they've 
built their success in the past. I mean, in the 80s, it's built on, you know, the increased talent level in high school football in the state of Florida, and Miami was ahead of the curve and, and kind of dominated that. And now, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of the top programs recruit more nationally now. Uh, you know, Florida has certainly gotten more competitive in recruiting with schools like Alabama and, you know, basically everybody trying to get their share there. You know, and it's just the same as happened in Texas, happened in California. So that that makes it a little bit more challenging just because recruiting is more competitive maybe in, in South Florida. But still, there's no denying that Miami has the access, potential access to talent, still can recruit at a high level. It's just a matter of is it the right coach, builds the right culture, and, you know, uh, makes Miami – we're at the point where recruits don't really uh, remember Miami having – success which is remarkable to say it's the same for nebraska but at least the recruits those top recruits are in miami's backyard right they just got to start winning them again and and keeping them home which is hard to do when you go seven and six and six (laughs) and seven and back-to-back years after after getting off on the right foot uh in 2017 we were 10 and 0 and it looked like things were turning around there under mark rick it's crazy um yeah, it's a fun debate to have, Matt. I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and 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 talking about the Canes and the and you know this this story that you did ranking the top uh, twenty five most dominant teams of all time. Um, for my money, though, I, I'd love to see a, a simulation between that uh, that ninety five Nebraska team and and that oh one Hurricanes team. If, if if they went down and they played a head to head game, who would you who would you put money on? What would what would the betting line be in Vegas? Well, well. <laughs> Given that I ranked Nebraska number one, I think I kind of have to go with the Huskers. Right, <laughs> but, right. I mean, I would have loved to see it. I mean, it's just it, – it's so fun, too, that, you know, you think about – it's not that long ago, 25 years ago, for that 95 Nebraska team that, you know, they completed like 11 passes per game and they were still running the option. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, one, one of the things I looked at here, I factored in was uh, SRS, which is – Sports references, simple rating system, which yep. is as simple as it sounds. It's uh, basically point differential combined with strength of schedule. And based, based on that, uh, Nebraska would be like a uh, less than a one-point favorite. <laughs> wow. So yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty even in terms of that. It's not like a foolproof system. It kind of favors teams like in the 70s and whatnot. But um, basically that rates them quite close, and uh, I think – you know, Nebraska was number one. Just if you, it, I, I laid out in the article, I put a table in there with Nebraska's like game logs from that year, and it is completely ridiculous. I mean, they beat everybody by twenty three except Washington State, but they beat by fourteen. And in the national championship game, uh, they played Florida, who Florida was also an all time dominant team that year. They beat one every game by double digits, and then mm-hmm. in the Fiesta Bowl, Nebraska won sixty two to twenty four. Outgained them by 360 yards, and it was the second largest margin of defeat ever in a uh, one versus two game. I guess. Wow. I guess the lesson there is Miami should not have taken the foot off the gas in the Rose Bowl against Nebraska in 2001, because uh, <laughs> yeah, that was 34 nothing at half. Ended up being 37 14. Kind of, kind of hurt their margin of victory a little bit. Which the BCS didn't care about at the time, but it did factor into my rankings. <laughs> yeah. When you look at that team, I, I, you know, just the dream matchup. Tommy Frazier, obviously, uh, just an amazing uh, quarterback and, and playmaker. And, and But the rest of that roster, I mean, there were some good players on there uh, for Nebraska. I mean, Amon Green was a 1,000-yard back. Uh, I know that they didn't have a receiver uh, catch more than 22 passes that season. But defensively, they were very, very good, too. Um, I don't know. It would be, it'd be great to know uh, what would happen in a head-to-head meeting with that Miami team. The t- just 
know. The talent level is a good point because I've you know I've brought up the first round picks and all that. So one of the things I judge, or I at least included, I didn't really judge teams by it, but I looked at okay, who had the most top 100 picks in the three years after that season, which I think is a pretty fair way to compare them. And Miami had uh, 17 top 100 picks in the next three years, which is like in the top five of uh, yeah number five among those. Nebraska had 10, and then I mentioned the Pro Bowlers. Miami had again, which an unheard of 13 Pro Bowlers. One of the only teams that compares. Um, if we're talking about best teams that didn't win a national title, our colleague Bruce Feldman wrote about 1979 USC, which had like 11 Pro Bowlers, but more total Pro Bowls, but they tied Stanford, which is why they didn't win the national title. So they're kind of maybe most talented team to not win a title. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you compare that, Miami had 13 Pro Bowlers, 95 Nebraska, uh, one. One Pro Bowler on that on that team. Wow. <laughs> I believe, I'm wow. guessing now if I'm thinking back, it's probably I'm on green. Um, so mm-hmm. pretty crazy to see that. I mean, obviously, you know, Nebraska built the perfect system um, and, and just had the team that fit exactly what it wanted to do. Great team, uh, raw talent. I don't hardly anybody could compete with Miami really in two thousand one. No, no, I would think probably just those USC teams uh, yeah. in the early part of uh, the two thousands. And maybe LSU this past year. Actually, I was talking about that with our colleague Andy Staples. He said I think mm-hmm. he made the point that I think. He thinks that LSU will be, you know, who I had fourth. That might that they might even be looked upon even more favorably down the road, just because we already saw how much NFL talent they produced, which was like a 2001, 2002 Miami type output in this year's draft. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they end up stacking up uh, with what 2001 Miami did. To be honest, that this year's LSU team really reminded me of the '86 Hurricanes, who had Vinny Testaverde mm-hmm. and ended up losing to Penn State. Um, just because of, uh, you know, the, the star quarterback uh, that really that Vinny was the best quarterback Miami ever had. And so to me, it's more of the 86 team than the 01 team, because as good as Dorsey was, uh, I think he was a seventh round oh, pick yeah. or whatever. By the way, I, I use this what if sports for some of my simulations mm-hmm. in the past for, for other stories I've done. And, and you go there and you can pick 01 Hurricanes. You can't pick anything earlier than 1996 so we we missed out uh, <laughs> on, 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 on the simulation between miami and nebraska i wanted to try to do that but uh, yeah it's a shame matt listen it was a lot of fun man talking uh talking canes football with you and, and this and this great list that you put together i uh if you need a hand on the greatest programs of all time i can uh, i can punch some numbers up for you if you need me to. <laughs> sounds great <laughs> sounds great man this is a lot of fun thanks for having me